this is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Menon Kakar, who's Cybersecurity Executive Director at Providence. Menon, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to the discussion. Absolutely. And I know this is going to be a great one because there's so much happening in the cybersecurity space, especially with healthcare providers, hospitals and health systems, you know, across the board. Certainly, this is something that's top of mind for executives and executive teams. And so I'm looking forward to hearing more about what you're doing at Providence. But before we dive into that discussion, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Yeah, absolutely. Manan um, Kakar, I I'm at Providence. I've been with Providence for about three years now. Before that, I was uh, I spent a long time in cybersecurity and IT consulting with EY and Deloitte. And yes, uh, I'm a technology enthusiast. I've spent a lot of time just thinking with various technologies um, at work and outside of work. So technology is pretty fascinating and just being in cybersecurity, the intersection of various technologies and risks and business challenges. It's a fascinating space to to be in. Absolutely. And, you know, from your perspective, what got you interested in healthcare? Obviously, cybersecurity is needed across so many different industries. So why choose healthcare? I think being in consulting, I worked across a a large variety of industries and finance finance sector is obviously one of the leading invest areas that has a lot of investment in cybersecurity and healthcare by nature of the risks it possesses uh, in terms of patient data in terms of making sure critical services are available um, and it technology Quickly becoming and digital transformations quickly becoming a key component of how healthcare cybersecurity how healthcare is delivered. It was an interesting space where new things were being developed, new challenges were being thought about, and how we are going to think about solving these challenges. So it was more of it being new in terms of a new thought process for for similar challenges that finance. The financial industry had been solving for a long time, or the defense sector was solving for the long for, for a very long time. But in healthcare, we had to reimagine all these things because there was a direct component of patient safety, uh, interacting with patients, interacting with clinicians and physicians. That we sh- we shouldn't think of them as technology experts. Some of them are great technologists, uh, but but the large landscape within healthcare is is not about technologists and bringing that perspective and bridging that gap was uh, was an exciting challenge to me. Absolutely. Well, that's fantastic. And certainly, you know, like you said, an important and emerging field within the technology space, as well as then needing a lot more from the cybersecurity perspective. Could you tell me about your cybersecurity program and team at Providence? How did you design the program and what really, you know, is unique about what you're doing? I think this is a, a very interesting question because 
when we thought about when when Arsiso Adam Zora was talking about how he wants to build the cybersecurity program, we went back and forth on you know how are we going to reimagine things? How are we going to bring cybersecurity to a health system that has been around for for so long? And is is in this intersection of rolling out so many new digital technologies, how we deliver patient care is being rethought and technology is playing a big component as part of it. And therefore, cyber risks uh, become more prevalent. We started thinking about, you know, we should think about cybersecurity as a consistent. The approach needs to be consistent. So we picked the NIST cybersecurity framework as the, the core component around which we built our program. So as we started designing it, we spent a lot of time thinking about what problems was the NIST cybersecurity framework trying to address. Like it really bridges technical controls in a in a language that is not as technical with identify, protect, detect, respond, and recover. Like we can talk about those things with uh, with enough examples from real world that have nothing to do with technology. So we picked the NIST cybersecurity framework as the core component around which we developed uh, the framework, developed our program. And as we started doing that, we identified key pillars that are, well, identity and access management is a key component. How do we bring bring on physicians? How do we manage their life cycle of being able to go from one system to the other in a seamless way to deliver patient care without a lot of technology interruptions? And then how do we, from a security operations perspective, are always 24 uh, by seven eyes on glass here, monitoring for new threats and how do we respond and recover? So we picked the NIST cybersecurity framework. We picked a few key functions that we wanted to, to build. And then another component was building the function out uh, in, in our offshore capacity over in India so that we have security operations in the US that are monitoring and are able to quickly respond to incidents that are happening within the US time zone. But at the same time, we have a team out in India that is also providing the same level of visibility, same amount of eyes on glass, vigilance to the threats, and they can work with our US team if they see something. So making sure we are, we have a consistent framework, we build the capabilities on the pillars and functions around those uh, components of the framework, and then having 24 by seven availability. That was a key component in, in how we designed overall our cybersecurity program. And then there are a lot of components of maturity in itself. Like at the core of it, cybersecurity uh, is, is a service provided to our technology teams, to our, to our physicians and clinicians. So from a cybersecurity pillar itself, we have to really think about how we deliver our services to our customers. And towards that, we spent a lot of time building a program management mentality where we have we have the right engineers, we have the engineers working with the program managers. So we built a lot of people, process, and technologies around how we deliver these services. It is one thing to build a capability, uh, but delivering consistently and in a manner that the service can be consumed by the customers, that's a whole different challenge. So we spent a lot of time figuring out how we are going to deliver our cyber services. And we've been, it, it's a learning process. It's we try a few things, some things work, some things don't. We spend a lot of time just kind of reevaluating uh, what we've already built. So that's kind of how we continue to build and evolve our cybersecurity capability. 
That's fascinating to hear. And I really appreciate you talking through that because I know a lot of organizations are sitting in a similar place as you and in, in where when you first joined Providence and trying to think through, you know, how do we um, really transform and update and innovate within our cybersecurity space? What do we really need as healthcare becomes more uh, integrated with technology and whether it's a healthcare delivery side or, um, you know, integrating technology into the operational aspects of the health system, it seems like there's just a lot of opportunities um, and a lot of potential vulnerabilities. And yep. so I can imagine that, you know, certainly we'll keep some folks up at night, but at the same time, you know, if you um, have the right approach, it seems like you'd be able to, at the very least, mitigate some of that risk. Yeah, and, and I think that that's the key to the approach, right? In in the cybersecurity space, we often talk about, well, do the CISOs ever sleep at night? How do people sleep at night? And and I think our philosophy is that if if you are prepared or if you gone above and beyond and making sure that you have the right controls, you have the right people in place, you, you enable them with technologies that allow them to to provide services and do their jobs effectively and efficiently. And if we are prepared, we will be able to to deal with certain challenges and issues. The, the fact of the matter is, the reality is, every organization is susceptible to cybersecurity uh, attacks. There is a, there is an industry understanding within cybersecurity that it's not a matter of uh, if, but it's a matter of when. So if it is a matter of when somebody is going to be uh, facing or dealing with cybersecurity attacks, then the conversation needs to be how are we going to to respond and recover from those, or how do we protect ourselves from from those, or mitigate as much as possible. So we spend a lot of time in making sure that we have the right controls. We test and validate the controls and make sure that uh, if there is a challenge, the, the team will rise up to it. And you know, at Providence, we work very closely with our technology teams. A big component of cybersecurity is within within the wider technology teams and within the business teams that interact with the systems. We spend a lot of time with uh, with the different leaders and their teams. We have a few groups where we we talk about some of these things like data protection and third-party risk management and biomedical security. It's not a, these are not problems that cybersecurity can just solve within cybersecurity. These are things that we can only solve if we partner well and we partner effectively with the rest of the organization. Um, and that is a key component of how we break the function. Uh, our program managers, our engineers, they spend a lot of time talking to the different teams that interact with technology to understand how they use the systems. And then we bring in the risk perspective of how can somebody try and uh, adversely impact problems from a cybersecurity perspective and what do we need to do? So we spend a lot of time really interacting with, with the different teams. And I think that is having been in consulting and having seen so many industries, so many programs uh, being built, I think the ones that succeed are the ones that really come together and collectively solve problems rather than saying, hey, we are cybersecurity. We wrote a policy, and if you don't follow it, well, that's too bad. That's your mistake. That's not necessarily how you build an effective organization. And in, in order to kind of really address risks, you have to meet the customers where they are, understand their challenges. How do they interact with technologies? And then write the policies based on that and then have the controls put in place. That's kind of what uh, the Provident cybersecurity team spends a lot of uh, conscious time and effort around. 
That's so interesting to hear. And, you know, I, I really appreciate that perspective because I can imagine, you know, certainly in a traditional sense, a lot of the ways that the technology department or division and teams are assembled are exactly as you mentioned, you know, building something and saying here, you know, make it work. Um, and so especially with on the cybersecurity end, you know, when you uh, bring on folks um, to your team and, and have this set up to where you're co-building or co-creating what's going to be needed in the policies. Are there any other, uh, I guess, skills or, or, or something you look for in the people that you're bringing onto the team to make sure that, you know, you're able to execute on this um, very kind of collaborative and unique method of, of making sure that your policies and procedures are up to, sh up to snuff, I guess, in, in doing what they need to be doing? Yeah, absolutely. I think as we've been uh, over the last uh, three years when we started building the team and hiring hiring folks, there was a lot of time spent into what it is that we are looking for in people who join Providence. Right? Providence as, as an organization is, is very close to its mission. Um, and that was something that we were, uh, that is stable states. Like anybody who comes in, has to understand that Providence is a mission-driven organization at the core of it. Like, if we keep everything apart, at the core of it, Providence is trying to provide patient care to the communities in need. And that's that's what we are here to do. And the only way, and this is, again, this is my personal perspective, but the way we provide that is through empathy. We have to empathize with the people that we are serving. We have to understand and appreciate their challenges and then provide what we can to make their lives a little better. So I think from that perspective, when it comes to building the cybersecurity team, we are really focused on bringing in people who understand that culture of empathy. We, we spend a lot of time thinking about like, oh, you know, there are rock stars and there are heroes and there are individual contributors who are like, you know, I, I know this problem and I will solve this problem. Like that I mentality doesn't necessarily work in 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 what we are building and what we've seen really work. So culture is is really important in terms of who we bring on, what is their mindset to solving problems. It cannot be like I have the solution. It has to be we will work together to figure out what the right solution is. And I bring in enough technical ex expertise or experience or real world experience where we can form the conversation in the right way, where we can help prioritize the different challenges that are being laid out. Or, or how do we engage people? Like that is a key component. So whether it is bringing on an identity and access management engineer, or it is a security operations person, or a program manager, we, we are very mindful of figuring out what is the key requirement, the technical requirement of that particular role. That should definitely be met. But at the same time, a huge component is, is this person somebody who can collaborate? Is this person who brings in the same mission values that Providence has of empathy, of understanding, of collaborating? Um, and does this person have the, have the personality of, yep, this is a problem we need to solve. Let's roll up our sleeves. Let's figure out how we are going to solve it. Um, and that's kind of what we built the team around. And, you know, there's a Steve Jobs quote that says that, you know, hire the right people and let them tell you what to do. Uh, that's kind of how we, we built the teams. Like, what tools and technology should we bring from cybersecurity perspective? Everybody in cybersecurity has a perspective on some of these things, has an opinion, knows what's happening out there. But 
when the team comes together and says that, hey, this tool is is much better in terms of the challenges that we are actually seeing on the ground, that's a conversation that everybody can rally around instead of you know unilateral decisions being made by certain people, uh, which I've seen through my career in different organizations happen. So we're very mindful about about that aspect of hiring and bringing in the right talent, uh, because once we bring in the people and kind of just let them do what uh, what they what they're supposed to, and we encourage and enable them to do that, things really start moving quickly. That's great to hear, and certainly very inspiring in terms of you know how working together as a team really makes a difference. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, I wanted to ask really quick about you know cybersecurity as a part of the overall broader health system executive strategy. I know cybersecurity is a huge risk for hospitals and health systems across the board. So, what is crucial when communicating this risk and need for resources to the board and senior leadership? I can imagine, and it's clear, Providence they've really understand why this is a priority, but for some organizations that are dealing with so much uh, challenges right now financially and in so many competing interests, why does cybersecurity and how, you know, really need the resources and how do you impart that um, to, to um, executive leaders? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I think again, on, on this one, I kind of, uh, I kind of piggyback on some of the experiences that I've had uh, you know, kind of just working with a lot of executives and boards uh, in my consulting days. And context setting to me is is a key component of it. Um, and what I mean by that is when we talk about cybersecurity, cybersecurity is a complex technology uh, problem. It's a technical concept. But we don't necessarily have to talk about cybersecurity in those technical terms with everybody we talk to. And context setting of why should somebody care about what we are talking about from a cybersecurity perspective is critical uh, towards that. As an example, when we talk to executive and boards, we are very, very mindful of not saying um, broad statements like, you know, we have X million of vulnerabilities in our environment. We need the dollars to, to resolve that. Sounds, sounds like a huge, large scale, big magnitude problem when we throw out numbers like that. But even as somebody who's in cybersecurity, who's been around for 10 years, I wouldn't know what to do with that information. So we try not to make broad statements or or statements that are just like extremely technical and use words like, oh, we have CVEs, we have vulnerabilities and all those kind of things. We really like to set the context based on the audience. So in terms of uh, in terms of our conversations with executives, we, we really put in a lot of effort in trying on uh, how we present the challenges. So we talk about it in terms of we have biomedical devices uh, that have cybersecurity risks because they do not have the latest software. Okay, how do we bring them the latest software? Well, here are, here are some options we can work with vendors. Well, what, do, what happens if we don't do that? Um, here are some of the, the challenges that we are seeing in the industry. The FBI, the, the federal government are coming out with guidelines. There are ransomware attacks that are happening in adjacent industries that have really impacted their systems and their operations. So we try to have a conversation with the audience based on the right context. It's not about the vulnerabilities. It is about the risk and impact to the organization that that vulnerability brings. So we really spend a lot of time within our organization trying to understand 
what the risk and the impact is and how do we communicate it to the executives in, in a non-technical but a real world, how does it impact the business? How does it impact Providence kind of a way? So, and I think that context setting does go a, a long way because executives are like, okay, now I understand, okay, this is why we need to figure out how to upgrade our networks or our biomedical devices or our core infrastructure or our data centers, or why do we need to move to the cloud? So then it really furthers the dialogue in terms of here's what we need to do and here's what it would cost. Now let's have that conversation as to what are the priorities driving it. So it really is about, uh, in my perspective, context setting um, in terms of risk and impact and what do the investments get. And if we have that conversation in a consistent, consistent manner, uh, it does bring about a lot of positive change. That's great advice and great to hear. Minan, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been such a great conversation. I always appreciate hearing from Providence executives and leaders just because, you know, you have so much going on within the health system. Um, and, and so I've really enjoyed this conversation. I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Absolutely. Thank you again for having me. This was, uh, this was a good conversation. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.